today on CityCast Chicago. Restaurants are back, kind of, but workers aren't. We need more managers, cooks, food runners, servers, you name it. So we're about 50% staffing for 100% sales. And the pandemic allowed one longtime hospitality worker to pursue her dream of opening her own catering business with her cooking the food. It was a half pan of lamb chops, rosemary garlic, cauliflower mash, roasted broccolini. Oh my <laughs> God. She said the lobster <laughs> mac and cheese. The lobster mac and cheese. Today is Wednesday, May 26th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. Changes are already happening at the Tribune. The Alden Capital takeover was closed Monday. Staff members were notified Tuesday that publishing CEO Terry Jimenez is no longer with the company. CTA is hiring. If you're interested, visit their website for a list of job openings. Today, they're hosting a virtual job fair for bus operators at noon. Some good news. You know I got you on the latest merch drops. Hebrew Brantley is partnering with the Museum of Contemporary Art to drop a new collection of t-shirts, stickers, statues, and even puzzles tomorrow. You can catch the Chicago native live on the MCA's Instagram at noon to talk about his work in the collab. I would give you the time the merch drops, but I'm selfish and I'm afraid it's going to sell out. Maybe our newsletter writer Sidney Madden has it for you. Remember to sign up for that daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. That quote you heard at the top was Michael Tambali. Michael is a manager and sommelier at a restaurant in Chicago's River North neighborhood. Michael did not hesitate when I asked what the biggest struggle has been for his restaurant since the pandemic started. The staffing, who you can bring back, who has to go back to furlough and come back again. I'll just like uh, the shifting. So if you go back to October, September, and August, work backwards, you know, we went from five people to a full staff to five people again. Now, if you look at the job site, culinary agents, for example, 1,200 job listings show up. I mean, dishwasher, server, bread baker, but they're not getting snatched up. Michael says when COVID restrictions were starting to lift and he could bring staff at his restaurant back from furlough, many said, nope. 100% during the health returns. Uh, the other part of it is kind of just kind of playing, you know, who are the full-timers and part-time. You want to work 40 hours a week, and it's a hard 40. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the environment to do. And a lot of people weren't comfortable with that, doing that either. So, Yeah, Mike, we talked about the comfort of your staff, but it sounds like you've been working throughout the entirety of the pandemic. What is your comfort level looked like? <laughs> you know, like I wasn't qualified for unemployment. So just had to go like straight into it and kind of like forego that mindset of there's, there's a backup towards what the restaurant was. So whatever the restaurant needed, and um, I kind of filled those gaps for the first six, seven months. Were you working outside during the winter? Like, you know, how are you feeling as the weather is is sort of opening back up? I kind of miss outside dining. <laughs> it's great to see the restaurant full again. I'd love to see that energy, but I miss the camaraderie where it's just two of you outside just hanging out. Yeah, and then, you, and, you and the loyal day ones. Yeah, exactly. You know, now you say things are getting back social. People are coming back, you know, more groups. 
Have you seen a downside to that? Have you seen a rise in entitlement? That's uh, that's a loaded question, Jacoby. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a loaded question. So, like, in, if you're coming back to sense of entitlement, a lot of people are expecting it to just be business people. First and foremost, it's the the staffing issue is still a struggle. Uh, trying to find people to return back to work or just find fresh people, and other people just left the industry. So, in the last year, like, people who've been in the industry for decades, they're gone. You know, okay. so our hiring pool is definitely kind of strong. And in order to like rise that need of that entitlement where people are expecting that we're coming out of COVID 100% the same way they remembered us a year and a half ago, if they see an empty seat in the restaurant, they're wondering why they're not sitting down there right now. Uh, if they're checking in 15 minutes early for the reservation, they don't understand why we're like holding them off to actually like let the server catch a breath, catch up. You know, we're running, uh, we're running really good people and we're running them really hard. And it's, I've been blessed to be gifted a staff that has that energy to keep up, but it's every shift's a struggle, man. Do you foresee things smoothening out over the next few months? They're starting to announce festivals and the city's opening back up, or do you think we kind of need to keep moving things at a gradual, slow pace? You know, the um, the need for slow pace movement, it's it's gone now. Fortunately, now, like, now we just got to run. Run real fast and run real hard. But perfect situation, like the bridge phases move slower. And I don't really foresee us being like in a stable environment till at least our restaurant personally in the next two or three months. And that's all depending on if we find more staff. That's it. hundred percent. We need more managers, cooks, food runners, servers, you name it. So once we get back to old staffing, so we're about 50% staffing for hundred percent sales. Oh, wow. Mike, this might sound like a simple question, but I'm asking anyway, are you tired? <laughs> Are you tired, my guy? Tired is a tired is a uh, what, what do they call that? That is a mental state, man. That is a mental mm. state. So if you're not thinking about it, you're not tired. I was just out to dinner last night, and you could you could feel that they were in the same boat that we were. You know, like everyone trying to put on game face, but you know everyone's running. It hurts me to see the struggle because you already work six days a week in the struggle, and then you try to enjoy yourself at a different restaurant, and they're in the struggle. And it's, you know, it kind of like, it takes a, it takes away that kind of joy from like dining. I was in a restaurant maybe last weekend and things were getting backed up and you could start to see the bubbling tension on the patron's face because maybe they haven't been out to a restaurant in a long time. You could see the bubbling tension on the hostess face as they're trying to get people seated. And I was just standing there my best trying to maintain perspective as long as possible because I, I know that this has never been an easy job and it's only getting more and more difficult. Appreciate that perspective, man. Of course. Mike, thanks for joining us on CityCast. All right. Thank you, Jacoby. Take care. The pandemic took it out of us. So when I meet people who actually found time to make positive changes, I'm in awe. Ariel Mays is one of them. Mays has been in the restaurant industry for a long time and loves it. Interacting with people, good food, making folks happy. So when she got furloughed from a restaurant job, she started a catering company, Amazing Eats. I just was like, well, it's like now is the time to like do it, you know, like when and I've already always had my name, uh, the name of my company, Amazing Eats. So I just went ahead, pushed through, got an LLC, got my insurance. So I was just like, why not? And I do have the funding from the unemployment that's that I'm where I'm able to be able to pay my bills, but also invest some of that money into my own business. But it was nice because people did want restaurant quality food within their own homes. 
So thinking about it from a safety precaution, what are some of the type of events you've had to do and how are you working to keep your clients and yourself safe as you transition back into maybe larger, more public events? Yeah. In addition to already having my sanitation license, I would just make sure like have a requirement that the guests get in the test as well. And if they didn't, if they didn't want to do a test, then, you know, I still had delivery and drop off services available, too. Yeah. You said you had a client picking something up earlier today. What was they grabbing? Oh, <laughs> she had a pan. Of, it was a half pan of lamb chops, rosemary, garlic, cauliflower mash, roasted broccoli. Oh, my God. <laughs> lobster mac and cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> She said the lobster mac and cheese. Come on. So like you said, you're doing elevated dishes. You you said you didn't want to just sell plates. You wanted to sell an experience. You wanted people to get that restaurant quality food in their homes. I think people are going to benefit from hearing your story, hearing how you move. You got such a great energy about it, right? You, you. You're ready to get back to the work. You excited to provide for your clients, you know. I appreciate you taking time. Ariel Mays, thank you for joining us here on CityCast Chicago. Thank you. Make sure you follow A-M-A-Y-S-I-N-G Eats on Instagram. Amazing Eats. We will put it in the show notes. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate it. This was so nice. (laughs) That's our show for Wednesday, May 26th. As always, I appreciate you for listening and hopefully sharing with your people. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Damn, I just hit the mic. No, mic bomb. Put my hands down. All right, one more time. Here we go. All right, cool. I think that's good.